of your two loud Adams, Adam and Dulovitz. Adam Davis is uh, unfortunately indisposed right now, so I guess it's time for me to step in on part of our little tag team. In order to uh, reduce the workload and the stress for both of us, we're probably going to be doing a thing where we switch off week to week uh, the duties of this uh, podcast, but uh, we're just switching it up a little bit. So sit tight there. We're going to give you uh, the Loudoun United and DC United Academy uh, news that you love. It's going to be brought to you today by the award-winning podcast host. That's right. Adam Mendelovitz is officially the fan of the match. Last Saturday at Segra Field in their home opener against San Antonio. I'll try not to let this newfound fame uh, go to my head. We've all got to keep a sense of humility about us after all. We've all got to pay homage to our young yet still powerful gods at uh, Segra Field. It's true, you can uh, look it up on Loudoun United's uh, various social media. So you have an award-winning host now, not just a standard podcast host. We're moving up, baby. <laughs> also, uh, it was nice uh, interacting or revisiting the uh, Two Loud Adams and Next In Line fans who've been out there uh, downloading and listening to the podcast, whether uh, in the car, at commuting to work or from work, uh, at the gym, wherever you listen to your podcasts. One person even uh, said that they were that uh, my voice helped them uh, while they were feeding their baby, which is uh, a nice gesture. And another uh, fan came up with this correction, and I want to apologize to the uh, student staff alumni of uh, Tuscarora High School. Apparently, I pronounced it as Tusakora because I misread it and repeated that mispronunciation. You know, in talking about Daniel Chica's history, so I apologize to anyone who uh, tearing out their hair or preparing to write uh, some very threatening emails to uh, our <laughs> inbox. This was all on me. It was not Adam Davis, and it was not our uh, friends at RFK Refugees. Okay, with the. Uh, those meta notes out of the way. Let's move on to just a quick recap. I'm not going, we're not going to go into detail in part because we want to keep the episode length relatively brief. And also in part because, well, if you wanted a full recap, there's plenty of other sites out there that'll do that for you. Or you can see the highlights on YouTube. Quite a few players have had to sacrifice their uh, legs and various other body parts so that uh, the team would prosper against two of the biggest teams in the USL Championship last year. Both the uh, runner-up and the uh, cup-holding champions, respectively, in Memphis 901 and San Antonio FC. But uh, the very short version is uh, Memphis 901. We crushed him 3-1, coming out with a strong uh, first half and a very good last five minutes. At home against the defending champions, San Antonio, put together a very hard-fought draw. So let's jump into it. First, uh, I gotta say the uh, defense of our team has been performing pretty above average, especially compared to uh, last year. Despite a couple of uh, blunders from Hugo Ferro that nearly blossomed into goals for Memphis, he came up with some equally amazing saves when it was called upon, but thankfully our back four has been up to the task. 
Jiaosu Samake, who's been uh, stepping up in place of the injured uh, Kwame Awua, has been uh, doing some really good work. Been fighting balls, cutting off passing lanes, and uh, overall just being a menace on the left side. Not as many runs uh, in the attacking half, though I think this is probably a better sign for him as he doesn't have to run out of energy running back and forth across the field and instead can focus on what he's doing best. You got uh, Cole Turner, who, as Adam Davis was saying, was projected to be more of a midfielder, though a defensive-minded one. They put him in center-back position, and he's been doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, Giannis Learman, the other center-back, has also been doing pretty well. And uh, Goa Santos. Our flying Hawaiian been locking down the uh, right back and making some really good clearances. And on top of that, they've been supported uh, in the midfield by uh, the DC United draftee uh, Aiden Rocha and uh, Landry Nananhusu. So we're basically, we've got more of a back six, if you think about it, or a double pivot or a double six, whichever you want to call it. They got the defense locked down pretty damn tight. Thanks to Samake's work, he even won the Loudon Stampede's Man of the Match in the game against uh, San Antonio, but we'll get to that in a moment. Going a little further up the pitch, uh, Khalil El Medkar has been doing pretty well. He's been hungry for his uh, first goal, and if not for a weird offside call in the first game against Memphis, he probably would have had it by now. But he's been doing some really good work supporting the uh, attack, charging up the field. On the other side, Panos Armeniakas has been also doing amazingly well, earning that number 10, though he's been more of a winger than a uh, the attacking midfielder as a you know standard number 10 would do. But the positions are pretty fluid with this team. Everyone's still trying to figure out what they're doing. And the attack is focused more of a diamond shape than a strict uh, you know standard 442, uh, as we've already talked about the double pivot. So yeah, Panos has been doing pretty well. Keeping the pressure on, though, uh, in the San Antonio game, their number 31, Connor Maloney, just, what can you say, he just marked him really well. Had trouble uh, getting some breathing room, but hey, San Antonio's, you know, they won the championship in the USLC the last year for a reason, so. And uh, in the forwards, Zach Ryan, uh, I guess maybe we'll give him some, we'll give him a little bit of a pass for being a former New York Red Bulls fan if he keeps up this uh, production. Three goals in two games, including the uh, brace against uh, Memphis and the uh, team's sole goal that ended up tying the game and uh, against uh, San Antonio. Unfortunately, he did get a red card. Yes, the ref did get up in his face for some reason, but, well, he did shove him, and regardless of how much of an asshole the ref might be, he can't do that. To his credit, Ryan did acknowledge that in uh, post-game comments that uh, he put himself in that situation and he shouldn't have. I imagine Leggett's probably going to get his uh, spot against Tulsa, but who knows. And uh, Tommy Williamson has been also, uh, not to be outdone, the one who opened up the uh, scoring for the team this season, got the first goal against Memphis. Not as flashy as Ryan, but he's been getting the job done. And it's good to have uh, two attackers in the front. It really makes uh, the defense have to work extra harder, trying to figure out which one's going to be more of a threat. When El Medkar and Panos got going, that adds even more chaos to uh, opposing defenses. Of course, having said that, the way that they're playing, like they got the uh, 
midfield setup, it's a bit difficult to uh, see how they actually get the ball to the forwards because it feels like once uh, the opposition manages to get past uh, El Medcar or Panos, it's the defense locks it down, but then they don't really have anybody to get forward unless uh, one of those two make it forward. And as I mentioned, Connor Maloney just marked Panos really tight. When he was able to switch off, switch uh, his mark and get to somebody else, then Panos got some more breathing room, but that's you're not always going to have that luxury. If defenses figure that out, then uh, Martin might have to change up his tactics, but then again, I'm just a mere podcaster. I'm not a coach, so I'm sure, you know, they're going to figure that out, and then Loudon's coaching staff will have to figure out how to counter that counter as things go forward. Maybe get some midfielders who can play more of an attacking uh, form, maybe push them up a little further. This team isn't linked to DC United anymore, so there's no pressure to conform to uh, whatever DC's uh, game plan is, nor is there uh, a need for a candidate. We'll get, get to that point in a moment. Uh, the other thing is uh, not really a bad thing, but it is just tragic. You know, we, especially Adam Davis, but we uh, hyped up uh, Kwame Awu and uh, Alex Nagy on this going into the preseason, going, coming into the starter, and yet going into the starting match, they both got injured with heavy, perhaps season-ending injuries. To their credit, Samake and Rocha have uh, stepped up in their absence. And then on top of that, you got Hugo Faru, who somehow got injured uh, after his first start against Memphis, but before the San Antonio match. Is, it, is the Segre turf, like, cursed somehow? Is it a sacrifice to the gods that we could uh, emerge with four points and a winless streak going against the top two teams in the USL Championship last year? Is it like the uh, game Blood Bowl that I play in my spare time, where uh, roll the dice, your players can break free on one turn or break their ankles uh, on flat ground on another, depending on how the dice roll. I hope it's not. But uh, having said that, they have been performing, they performed exceptionally well, above expectations, you know, compared to what we expected uh, going into this season, compared to what most folks expected them to do in the preseason. It gave us a near 0% chance of making the playoffs, let alone the cup in the USL Championship. So, you know, hopefully they play with that chip on their shoulder going forward. And uh, the next man up mentality, despite the injuries that we, you know, we keep going forward. Because, you know, in years past, you had to focus more on developing players, both for themselves and especially for the first team in DC United. And to their credit, there have been plenty of successes you can point to. Ted Cudi Pietro, who scored the game winner in DC's season opener, Christian Fletcher, Jackson Hopkins, Mattia Kimboni. There's uh, plenty of names out there. Even Jacob Green, who got his uh, first minutes outside of one appearance in the U.S. Open Cup. The list goes on. Now we're playing. We're focused more on winning games and you know playing professionals. Not to say that there won't be academy kids coming through, but the competition's going to be a little tighter. So uh, let me get into that. Isaac Espinal, the one who graduated, uh, so to speak, last year from the academy and signed a professional contract directly with Latin United, was looking to get the right wing slot, but uh, unfortunately Panos has just been too good right now. And uh, on top of that, at 
you know, some folks thought he might get a shot with the first team in D.C., but, uh, you know, between Fletcher Hopkins and uh, Cudi Pietro, there's just not a lot of room for him to make it. So that might be an issue going forward with uh, academy kids who find their way onto Loudon's roster compared to previous years. Another thing, I heard the announcer going over the roster uh, during the home opener. He mentioned that Ethan Pendleton and uh, Zavi, not the Barca legend, Zavi O'Neill, who's currently uh, studying at Virginia Tech, were both uh, mentioned as being on the roster, though they didn't make the game day 19. So... Who knows what their status is, but they are mentioned as being on the roster in some capacity. And uh, both uh, Adams have seen uh, pictures of Ethan Pendleton training with uh, Graham Jones, Nacho Alem, Gary Zhang, and uh, though injured, Gavin Turner. They've been training in preseason with both uh, DC and Loudon United. We expect that they'll show up in some form or another in a Loudon shirt, maybe even a DC shirt uh, this year. But uh, like I said, because Loudon has changed its relationship from reserve team to more of an affiliate, it's unknown what how those rules will change or how those appearances will change. One thing I can tell you for certain is that, uh, you know, as hinted uh, on Adam Davis's preseason uh, hype, Jeremy Gray and Jausu Samake did uh, make it back here. Samake has been starting in place of the injured Awua, as I mentioned before, and uh, Jeremy Gray has uh, made uh, appearances as a sub in uh, both games so far. On top of that, uh, Drew Hartman uh, from the academy as a goalkeeper who appeared on the bench in place of the injured Hugo Farrell as uh, Jockerman got the start. Whether he gets any playing time depends on, you know, Hopefully the football-slash-soccer guys have become sated with our sacrifices and uh, they're not going to take Jockerman's legs as well as a tribute. Other names I'd like to see in uh, whether Loudon or DC shirt, but I didn't see them get any uh, training time in any of the, either uh, Loudon or DC's social media as uh, Nino Maldonado, Chris Argueta, Diego Vasquez, Luciano Lanzas, Dash Papez, maybe even Jakub Parada, who uh, apparently got uh, selected by Poland's U15s. Anyways, most of these players uh, they showed up on a very, very cold uh, March morning to play against Philadelphia Union's uh, U17s. Unfortunately, uh, as good as DC United Academy is, Philly is just Philly was just slightly better in that matchup. Got to see uh, a preview of Segrafield, their improvements, the beer garden that uh, got built just before uh, Old Glory DC played their home opener at Segra, the rugby team, If uh, for those of you who are into that. Got to uh, see some of the new signage that was getting uh, put up around the stadium and uh, still waiting on a new video board. Uh, I guess that's coming later this year, but not here yet. And, uh, of course, the uh, biggest news that the team would like you to know is that they've got a new mascot. They've been in uh, need of one ever since Scooby, uh, the OG uh, thoroughbred, just uh, disappeared after the uh, first year. Hope he's uh, living a long life on a farm upstate. Wait a minute, isn't Northern Virginia technically upstate? Isn't Loudoun County technically known for its horses, among other things? 
Well, let's not think too much about that metaphor. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the uh, recent addition of a new uh, Loudoun United FC mascot, which, as uh, their social media account will tell you, is not a pony, but a Pegasus. So they've uh, accepted various names for uh, consideration. And on their website, and also at the halftime during the game against San Antonio, they've revealed the five names that they've uh, come down to. Winger, Striker, Cannon, Hattrick, and Keeper. Uh, Those may seem kind of pedestrian, but, well, I guess Pegasus, you gotta go with Winger. It's uh, not the official Too Loud Adams position. It is my personal one, unless Adam Davis uh, agrees, in which case it is the official Too Loud Adams slash Next in Line position. In other semi-related news, Bill Hamid, the legendary DC United goalkeeper who's been with us through thick and thin since graduating from the academy about 2009, he served very briefly uh, in the preseason as a uh, assistant goalkeeping coach with Loudon and Part of us hoped that he might find a home here if it didn't work out, but it turns out that uh, after a couple of flyers uh, with uh, Scottish Premiership teams uh, that unfortunately did not pan out, he is back in the U.S., but signed to Memphis 901. It's a real shame, but I guess we beat them so badly that in the season opener that they... Uh, decided they needed the skills of the legendary Bill Hamid. So, uh, you know, I hope it works out for him. I really do. Except when we play them again later this year. And finally, another update on the uh, potential move or expansion, depending on how you think it'll play out, to Baltimore for DC United. Maryland Stadium Authority has sent out a request for information, an RFI, For those of you in the uh, government contracting world, and let's be honest, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you are either in the government contracting world or adjacent to someone who is. Anyways, so the Maryland Stadium Authority sent out an RFI that's probably closed by the time you're listening to this. They're going to uh, spend a couple of weeks touring the sites for those that have submitted it, and they expect to uh, reveal the uh, shortlist of finalists to be... uh, chosen for the Maryland-based, the Baltimore-based stadium on April 10th. Whether that means D.C. is moving, is pulling up stakes out of Northern Virginia and moving entirely, or whether they're simply going to expand is an open question. At least for now, they have kept their academy and their training staff uh, here in uh, Leesburg in Loudoun County. That adds to the confusion about, you know, whether Loudoun United FC will be... uh, hosting their, the DC United Academy products any longer, or whether it'll just be left to its own devices. The idea of Loudoun United getting their own USL-based academy is intriguing, but uh, as things stand right now, I think they're happy to just be where they are in a kind of a timeshare between uh, DC kids and and, uh, Loudoun County itself. But uh, how that'll play out in the future whether the Baltimore Stadium does materialize, whether the funding is found, and whether the money and the ownership can be found to uh, operate the their MLS Next or MLS Next Pro team over there. Still speculative at this point. 
Coming up, we've got uh, DC United's U-17s and U-15s playing against Orlando City here at Segra on the weekend of the 26th, starting at 10 a.m. for the U-17s and 12.15 for the U-15s. After that, they take a break while the U-14s uh, play against the uh, Players Development Academy, uh, New Jersey. And then the U-14s play a game at uh, Springfield. Uh, meanwhile, the DC U-17s and U-15s will take a bit of a break, and then they play uh, April 22nd, my birthday, what do you know, against uh, Inter-Miami, though they're currently scheduled to play at the VA Revolution Soccer Plex on the other side of Cycle and Road from uh, where Segra Field is located, so not too far for those of you who uh, want to show up and support them. And uh, the day after that, other members of the uh, U-17s, U-15s, and U-14s all play against uh, their counterparts, the New York Red Bulls. Should be a fun uh, time to see them uh, come up against our heated rivals. And as for Loudon's upcoming games, next weekend on the 25th at 8.30 p.m., they play against uh, FC Tulsa, a team that's shown some Flashes of talent, but they've been hit by some serious bad luck in their first two games, including a stunning loss to Birmingham, uh, 3-2. to two. And uh, hopefully uh, when they go to one okay field, I hope I'm saying that right, that uh, we continue their run of bad luck. And Loudon comes back home uh, the following uh, Saturday at 4. Loudon comes back home and plays uh, Colorado Springs. Hopefully we... Uh, switch off their back and uh, play some major April Fool's prank on them. And then, of course, the game that everyone's been hyping on April 5th, middle of the week, the uh, first ever U.S. Open Cup match for Loudoun against uh, North Carolina FC, game that uh, Adam Davis especially has been hyped about. As for me, uh, unfortunately, this game falls on Passover Sadly, I'm going to have to miss it. So, those of you in the stands, Adam Davis, RFK Refugees, Loud and Stampede, Buzzard Point Social, and any other uh, supporters groups that feel like showing up for that game, you're going to have to uh, be extra loud and I'll be there in spirit with you. So, that does it for another episode of uh, Next in Line, part of the RFK Refugees Network. I'm Adam Indelovitz. As always, stay loud and united.